Welcome to the Kawartha Small Business Podcast, where we believe the Kawarthas can be the most thriving region in Canada for small business. I am Brian Rump from Profit Coach. And I'm Matt Garrity of Matty G Digital. All righty, Matt. Today we are doing a wrap-up on 2021. Um, it's the last week of the year for the podcast um, between Christmas and New Year's when this one airs. So we thought we'd do a, uh, a timely one, lighthearted episode, uh, nothing too serious. People are enjoying or should be enjoying some time with their families. And I uh, thought we'd do a roundup of some of our thoughts on 2021. Yeah, I was thinking about this last night uh not because of this podcast because as anyone that might even listen knows i don't pay attention or prepare for these i feel like i probably should have prepared a bit more for this one but i actually was funny enough like thinking about this last night and you're the one that always says i hope that i yeah i hope i get this right but i hope that i look back on myself from like a year ago and i hate myself from a year ago is that what you say you know what i'm getting yeah, at? just embarrassed or just see how i've grown yeah yes so i was thinking about this last night and a year ago at this time compared to where i am now holy so embarrassed of last year so embarrassed on how i was running things with my business so embarrassed how i was managing projects I went into January of 2021 with the the yearly goal to be figure out and find a project management software. And then I basically fell into Asana in the first month and got obsessed with it and rolled everything out in about 30 to 60 days. And I still think about it, like I said yesterday, on like how much that move like just over a hundred bucks a month that I pay for now. And it was a lot of resources and like energy and mental capacity and everything, but just how much that little change has greatly changed me, my businesses, the people that I work with, like colleagues, the contractors, the vendors and stuff, a complete world of a difference. I actually don't really understand how we made it and survived (laughs) before the project management software came around. Like we were just constantly chaos. And like a friend of mine, colleague that I've worked with from not day one, but like the first person I ever worked with, Kristen, we used to just, I can't always remember it, but it was like every day she'd be texting me or I'd be texting her. She'd be like, what's going on with this? What's this? Are we doing this again? Is this the same as last month? What are we doing this month? It was just constant. And I don't know if or when we realized there's got to be a better way, like the infomercial. I don't know when that happened. But then we looked, I looked back on it at some point this year too, where <laughs> both of us kind of realized, we're wondering like, are we okay with each other? Meaning like her and I wouldn't talk anymore because we went from talking all the time, constant chaos to I wouldn't hear from her for 
I want to say weeks, but that's not true. But I wouldn't hear from her every day. Or if we were chatting, it would be a random like note or anecdote or something. It wasn't like, what am I doing? I have no idea what's happening. I remember one point, like I joked, I said, like, are we friends anymore? Like, we don't even talk anymore. And she was like, I was thinking the same thing. Like, how did we survive? Like, what did we do before? And it's just, it's funny, this little change that's come in. And I wonder about the new people that I work with, because like, it's still not perfectly smooth ever. It's never going to be perfectly smooth. I think that's probably something inexperienced people have to learn. (laughs) But I wonder how they think the processes work now with this project management software. Because I think sometimes like there's a learning curve with it. And then they probably like, oh, this is stupid. I don't like this. This isn't working. I almost want to say them because I'm not like this, but like you should have seen how it used to be. And this is like a different world. Oh yeah. I think uh, sometimes you can get spoiled, like uh, just jumping in with something that is working well and you haven't experienced the chaos, but I think experiencing the chaos makes you better when you do have the right tools and understand them and you just value that more. Um, I love that you just jumped in and, talked for several minutes on uh, project management uh, and just what a big change that was for you and how that was like one of the things that have influenced like a year where you look back and are embarrassed um, about where you were. And like when we record this, the 2022 version of this episode next year, like just imagine how, you know, what that looks like to be embarrassed by what we're doing right now. And that to me is like the coolest feeling to think about. It's like, what am I doing today that I'm going to be embarrassed by six months or 12 months or five years from now? Yeah. It's interesting to think that it was the biggest influence. I hate admitting this was you and the fact that you introduced me to the Who Not How book by Dan Sullivan. And I remember around like December, January, telling everyone about it. I think a few people bought it. Like a handful of people I could kind of name that um, that ended up buying it. But that was the book that made me realize I need to pay more attention to who's. So people that are experts or frankly want to be experts at what they do. Maybe we don't talk enough about that, but uh, I spent a lot of time thinking about that. That meant project management software. That meant finding new people to work with and focusing on what we were good at. I now work with probably, I'm trying to think, five or six, maybe more, eight different colleagues and contractors that I didn't know in 2020 either, which I think is super cool. And these people are incredibly important parts of the team. They're on their own doing their own thing as contractors and freelancers, but they're so important how this operates that I was thinking about this an hour ago and even like the last couple of days and like, this team is really good, but they're going to go in different directions because that's how this works, right? We kind of hope, I hope that the people that I work with and that I mentor and whether or not they're listening or not, but I hope that they get to the point and I tell them this, that they're as big or bigger than me and not from an ego perspective. Not that I think I'm the biggest, but I want them to be good marketers, 
and successful, and I want them running their own managing digitals locally, right? It's going to happen. Um, I've had, I've worked with two, three, four, I want to say close to six people in the last year that when I first started working with them, they were employed and they've all left based on some stuff that I've introduced them to, some work that we've done together, et cetera. Like that's exciting. And I want them to get bigger than that. I want them to go out on their own, be even more successful. So um, this, I don't know, I'm fully rambling in, <laughs> in like a retrospect from this year, but it started with you. It started with you introducing who, not how it started by me recognizing I need to work with other experts or people that want to be experts in that field. It started by me focusing my attention on what do I bring value to? And I take a lot of pride in, I focused a ton of attention on that. And it, anything that I, anytime I'm doing something for, I feel like more than a minute, I am asking myself, why am I doing this? Do I have to do this? Who can I find that can do this for me? And I guess I, I used to think that I was lazy. I used to think I was the lazy business owner. I would call myself that in conversations. I don't think that that's true anymore though. I think I'm just extremely critical and thoughtful and strategic with what I do. And I spend my time on it. And that's how I've gotten to where I am today at the end of this year. Yeah. And I think you, you know, the word lazy is like, we use it poorly, I think. Um, and I don't know that people, you know, some people are generally lazy. Some people just haven't figured out their strengths yet. And you don't have to force yourself to do things you're not good at or don't really want to do. You know, there's some times where you have to do that, obviously, um, in any business, but you, there's always someone better at it than you. And that's part of building the business. And Who Not How is such a powerful book. Um, it was so good that they wrote another next one that Dan Sullivan and uh, Benjamin Hardy, who's the, the writing partner on that, called The Gap in the Game, which is kind of a cool concept as well. And, you know, most people, measure themselves in what he calls the gap which is against your ideals and everyone feels like they're a failure a bit so it'd be like looking at back at 2021 and thinking oh i had these goals for myself and i didn't meet them and here's all the things that you know sucked and the game is measuring yourself against where you were at that time moving towards you know those ideals and plans I think you just gave a master class in the game, uh, which I think is a huge strength of you as an entrepreneur is you live in the game a lot and like getting better at stuff versus, you know, setting those big long-term goals and then, you know, kicking yourself for not um, meeting them, which is what a lot of people do over the course of a year or whatever they're working on. Yeah, for sure. What was your biggest takeaway from this year? I think for me, um, this is maybe um, uh, be a bit open, is I felt like it's a lost year in some ways. Mm. And I think that's me living in the gap a little bit. Because, you know, there's, I think I had a very aggressive plan. I think I always have sort of aggressive plans in my mind and things I want to do. And then I tackle a lot of things and sometimes it feels like I'm failing 
at all of them um, or you're like not quite getting where you want and it's frustrating but then when I force myself to look at the gain it, it's great like I, in some ways I don't even remember the year it feels yeah. like a blur feels like it's been on pause feels like I didn't really accomplish or do anything but then when I actually like list out the things that I've done it's amazing when I do the math on like an income revenue perspective it's my best year ever which almost doesn't feel true but that's also why you need to take these times to like look back at a year or a period of time and go through and do that because like it doesn't feel amazing but when i sort of stack up the things i've learned the projects i've been on uh the i have some customers who have like taken massive growth and sort of leaps and bounds like that's pretty awesome um i became the certified story brand guide which i think is just that sort of beginning of its potential and sort of connections i've made there and the projects that i've done with that have been amazing so there's like all sorts of like cool stuff that's happening yet for some reason i feel like it's uh been sort of a mediocre year that sort of like didn't happen in some ways yeah that's a pretty good summary of it. I know I don't know how transparent you want to be, but I, I think I've seen a lot of stuff progressing for you in the last 30 days, 45 days specifically. You are incredibly insecure about your growth in general. So like you're very critical. You don't think that you're progressing. I think you got your hands in a lot of cool things this year, things that will push you forward. Um yeah, without getting too many details, I think the stuff that's happened in the last 30 days will help you transition and, and move forward in your path and all the other things that you're doing into next year, though. Oh, yeah, I think so. And I think, too, I you know, I am hard on myself, but I also am not afraid to tackle really hard problems sometimes or like obscure type problems, which I think is a huge strength that I forget that a lot of people like won't even go there on certain types of projects and sometimes they don't work out because a lot of things fail in life um, and sometimes they do work out eventually or they work out differently than maybe you want to but they do work out um, so it's just working within that ambiguity and like embracing that i think sometimes yeah it'll be interesting to think what next year's episode will be talking about like what the biggest influence of the year will be i think it's going to be for me the donald miller stuff that you again have introduced me to and i don't know if it's going to be story brand or business made simple or does it matter just it's donald miller in general and then also not to pump my own tires but i'm super curious to see what next year looks like at the end of the year with a good chunk of the year with thrive under our belt and live that could be just Pandora's box of opportunity, in my opinion. Oh, I'm extremely interested so. to see that. So, I'm very excited about that because I, you know, I know recently I think as we were recording this, like I just coached my first story brand workshop with the story brand team and sort of a soft, and like the whole time I'm like, man, this will be so awesome. 
if we can do it at Thrive with, you know, we, we can have eight people per group at most. Usually it's, you know, six is a nice number. But they do that workshop, I think, four or five times a year. And like to be able to run through that with, you know, the right business owners who want to invest a couple of days going through that, like the successes are just crazy on that sort of framework and that, uh, that mindset. And, and that's just the sort of, uh, tip of the iceberg of like the Donald Miller content stuff that we have sort of access to, to replicate with people. And I think thrive will be a, a hub for that. I, I don't, I know you have a million ideas. I have like a million ideas for like things we could do there. Um, as well uh, you know i'm working with greg evans and we're doing some pretty cool growth type stuff like i just i think a lot's coming together um for like a massive year for 2022 yeah how much do you think covid slowed down a lot of your year i think for me it, mentally it slowed it down because we we had shutdowns um i sort of introverted and will sort of stay shut down and I thrive better when I am maybe pulled to, to do more meetings in person or just action happening. Um, in, in some ways I say that in other ways, I think it was an opportunity because I look at um, specifically my teaching at Fleming. Um, you know, I didn't teach in the fall semester, but I taught in the spring and the summer and being remote helped me do other things as well versus just teaching. So it's really hard actually, like I'll let myself sort of get in the gap a little bit. Um, I think I get getting better at better at putting myself in sort of the gain and like not being as hard on myself. Cause again, I will sometimes prepare myself or compare myself to someone I'm not and will never be. Um, and I think these mental frameworks and the discipline to apply them myself <laughs> and on myself are really helpful because um, I think, again, long-term helps me isolate those things where maybe I'm too hard on myself. And it's like, why am I too hard on myself? Like, it's kind of a who, not how type of thing or like, a, okay, well, don't do that project then. Like, uh, you know, there's lots of projects around that I would be good at. I just need to market and find them. Like I'm great at diving into obscure projects or with people who can't find like an easy answer. So like, I just have to find more more of those things to, to work on. Yeah. It's interesting to think about like how or why we are hard on ourselves and how are we measuring ourselves? And we reflect back and like, oh, it was a good year, it was a bad year. What does that even mean? Also, was it good? Was it bad? By whose standards? Like, who's setting that? Why are we so hard on ourselves? Yeah, like we're not, we compare ourselves to others, but what does that matter? There's so much going on that we don't know about that's irrelevant to us. And why would we want to compare us? Like, why would we want to be that other person? It's fascinating as a business owner. And uh, sometimes I maybe shouldn't confess this, but it would be nice to just be able to punch the clock and like nine to five, I don't have to worry about this stuff. I work, I come home, 
that's it. Yeah. It's hard though. Cause I don't, I think it's some people are wired just to care more or want to do that. Like yeah. I couldn't do that. I've had jobs like that and like I, you like can't turn it off or you're like worry about other things that you could contribute in that, that place or whatever. Um, yeah. And that's really hard to do. I think what's, you know, important here, I think is the, the mindset stuff and the making sure you're like choosing to be either happy about a year. I think just generally, you know, this year I've just it's been that looming feeling and I don't know if that's a COVID thing where I have to try harder to pull myself out of the gap. But one of the things I don't like is sometimes this time of year around New Year's, people will be saying like, you know, oh, F you 2021, you are the worst. Can't wait for next year. And I never try to take that attitude because um, even though it is like a maybe tougher time mentally or just there's extra stress and uncertainty, a lot of good still is happening. And like it's all feeding into a brighter future. Like I don't want to be the guy who just hates everything and like knows you don't have the power to change it. You do have the power. I mean, this is a different podcast altogether. This is not the core of the small business podcast and what we talk about because it kind of it sounds a little bit hustle, bro. But you can change it. You can be in control for the most part of your mind, your thoughts, your life, the direction that you're going. It's up to you to decide like what do you ultimately want from this. And my wife said to me recently, she's that she's been proud of me that I recognize that there's things that I am happy or unhappy about and I actually act on them, which I think does set me apart from other people. And it that that's a conscious thing that I actively think about where I grew up thinking, why are we unhappy about this? Or why are we continuing to be unhappy about a situation when there's a lot of alternatives here? Is it scary? Oh, yeah. Are the alternatives scary? Yeah, absolutely. But every tough decision is scary. Every, and everyone's been in them. There's like a life-changing decision doesn't come easily. Um, everyone's situation is unique, but also it's all the same. We're all humans. We all have friends. We all have family. We all have responsibilities. So everyone that's taken that leap to make a change in their life, like we've all been there and like we just make the most of it. Oh, yeah. And I think this is definitely a, a small business conversation because everyone's in it and we have an episode coming up sort of to help specifically address it. But it is a choice and you could design your business for your life you can make those decisions um, if you are you know feeling stuck um, and again sometimes it's just irrational like I think for me some of my my gap stuff is irrational and I just have to pull myself out of that headspace and like and understand that and I hate to think about where I would be if I didn't do that or if I didn't take that time to, to do some of that stuff. But, you know, if you don't like what you got, why don't you change it? As uh, Trooper would say, great Canadian pen, uh, which is a, I often quote in small business, because you do have the power to change those things. And it's not always easy. 
or you know you need a who not a how it could be hard to find that who but like that's why you know coaches exist other people who can help you with that like we want to help you know businesses with those types of decisions sometimes um but it is about those decisions the forward progress improving understanding that you're not gonna like just be an overnight success right away and the people you do see who look like overnight successes usually are like five to ten years in of like grinding through the mud and nothing working out and then all of a sudden it starts working for them and it looks like it's been easy Uh, but like that's why you need to do like this episode and look back on a year and like really maybe digest what happened look at what your goals were i think you talked about you know you write stuff down a year ago and then you like revisit like hey look what i wrote down then and it's going to be way different but there's a lot of like good stuff that's happening especially and i think it's more important if you are aggressively trying to grow and do lots of things and take on a lot like you just need to take that time to look back on it yeah i don't want to add anything because that feels like the perfect end cap to the year perfect end cap. look at that we are in the game um on that just think of how better our episodes are this year versus last year and i promise our listeners that we will just get better and hopefully we will a year from now be embarrassed at some of these topics or quality of uh, of podcasts so um, hopefully everyone has had a great year um, if you haven't don't feel like you've had a great year you probably have so take some time to rack up you know the wins and just think about all the gains you have if you want our help doing that we'd love to uh, sit down with you and help you figure out all those gains uh, check us out at kawarthasmallbusinesspodcast.ca or just send us an email to set it up at kawarthasmallbusinesspodcast.ca.